0: Good morning. Uh, Just a reminder to everyone that uh, we offer a Wednesday 2 p.m. divine service every week uh, during the regular year, during the summer. It's always 2 p.m. on Wednesdays, and it's always a half-hour spoken worship service, half-hour Bible study. So I try my best to have everyone out of there by 3 o'clock, so uh, usually within a minute or two of that. Uh, But the reason why I wanted to mention this service that we offer to you again is because this coming Wednesday we're starting a uh, new Bible study. Uh, We're going to be starting 2 Timothy. Uh, We've been working through all of Paul's uh, prison letters that he wrote while he was in prison. And the last one he wrote was 2 Timothy. So if you've ever wanted a chance to just kind of step in and try the service out, feel free to join us this coming Wednesday again at 2 p.m. Uh, today is Holy Trinity Sunday, and as always, we will be confessing the Athanasian Creed today. Um, normally, we stand while we confess the, either the Apostles or Nicene Creed, but due to the length of the Athanasian Creed, I always ask people to please be seated at that time. So, just in case you're wondering why, we're, why we are sitting down for the Creed, that's why. It's just due to the length. And I'll be sure to remind everyone when that time comes. The Old Testament reading for this Trinity Sunday is from the first and second chapters of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the second chapter of Acts. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke, about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh seek corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This is the word of the Lord. and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you. From God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. After Jesus died, he rose from the dead. He appeared to hundreds of his followers, proving he was alive. Today in our gospel reading, Jesus took his 11 apostles up a high hill in Galilee. Jesus was going to ascend into heaven. He was done with everything he needed to do. Jesus was going to leave. I can't imagine what must have been running through the apostles' minds. They were probably thinking, you're leaving. How can you just leave us? After everything, how can you just go away? But Jesus was going to leave. And the apostles would not see him again for quite a while. They would not be able to reach out and touch him again for a long time. A lot of people you run into at work probably don't believe in God. After all, they don't see him. They can't reach out and touch him. A lot of people you pass in the grocery store as you push your cart, as nice as they may be, a lot of them don't believe God is active in this world. After all, they were never never personally invited by Jesus up a mountain and given a pep talk before he left. And sadly, for those of you in school, so many of your classmates sitting to your right or your left, sitting in front of you or behind you, a lot of them don't believe in God. If you talked about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with them, You might get an odd look like, why are you bringing this up? A lot of them just don't even think about God as they live their day-to-day lives. They don't see him. They can't reach out and touch him. I think it's safe to say, sadly, that most people in this world do not believe in God. Father, Son, Son and Holy Spirit. They worship other gods from this world. They worship the things they can hold in their hands that entertain them. Nowadays, people worship the idols they can see and easily buy. Anything that makes them happy and passes the day away. So many people in this world worship the idols. They love to stuff down their throats. Food can become something that literally satisfies people's hearts more than even God. Nowadays, unbelievers and even Christians can fall into this trap. We can fall in love with what we see and touch and taste. Easy to fall into this trap because it's hard to see, touch, or taste God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Or is it? Most people in the world today wrestle with the same problem the disciples had 2,000 years ago. They both wrestle with the same thing How do I worship God? If I can't see God, how can Jesus be near me if Jesus is far away, up in heaven? You know, that's something even faithful Christians may wrestle with. We want to know God is here. We want to feel that God is present in our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. We want to see with our eyes that God cares about us enough that he wouldn't leave us. There's nothing wrong with that. And we want to know we are precious enough in God's eyes that he would stick it out with us through thick and thin on our good days and especially on our bad days. And there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting that. Nothing at all. Because that is exactly what Jesus wants. Jesus wants nothing more than to be with you. God the Father wants nothing more than for you to see him. And God the Holy Spirit wants nothing more than to wrap his arms around you. And thankfully for us, this is exactly what God does. After Jesus died and rose from the dead, Jesus took the 11 apostles up a high hill in Galilee. Jesus' earthly ministry was completed. He died on a cross and rose from the dead. That was all finished. But it's wrong to say that Jesus' work was done. Absolutely not. Jesus had a lot more work to do. So did God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Before he ascended into heaven, Jesus basically rolled up his sleeves and told the disciples he was ready to get to work. And Jesus would be doing something that would last until the end of time. Because Jesus was just getting ready to take care of all of you his church and jesus actually made a wonderful promise to the apostles and to us he was not leaving no if anything jesus was staying and about to get closer to his followers than they could have ever imagined jesus wasn't leaving them He was actually getting ready to stay with them and all of us forever. Because this is what Jesus meant when he said, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And that is a wonderful promise Jesus made to you. I am with you always. To the very end. That's how Matthew's gospel ends. With that promise. A wonderful promise that Jesus spoke. When he talked to his disciples. He wasn't leaving. He was staying. He was not going away. No he was coming closer. He wasn't abandoning us for something better. Absolutely not. He was actually getting closer to you for when your days are their utmost worst. This is the very nature of our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Trinity doesn't want to get away from you. The Trinity wants to be as close to you as possible. I know many unbelievers in this world may wonder where God is. Because they don't see him. They think they don't hear him. But they couldn't be more wrong. Today in our Old Testament reading, we heard how God created all things in Genesis. He created everything you see in seven days by calling it into existence,
1: ordering it
0: into existence. But when unbelievers see a tree, for example, they just see a tree. But as Christians, I hope when you see a tree, you don't just see a tree. When you see a tree, I hope you see what God the Father called into existence. I hope when you Christians see a beautiful blue sky... You don't just see a beautiful blue sky. Even unbelievers can see that. I hope that you see that that blue sky is evidence of God the Father who created all things. I hope when you Christians see other people, you don't just see people who maybe please you or people who annoy you. I hope you don't just see people who think politically like you or don't think like you. I hope when you see people, all people, that you would see them as people God made in his own image. Because really, when you think about it, all people are God's fingerprint of his existence and of what he's made. You see, God has not abandoned you. He is literally everywhere, all around you. All you have to do is open your eyes and see it that way. And God, the Holy Spirit, is also closer to you than you could ever imagine. The Holy Spirit actually lives inside of you. We know this. The scriptures say that you are the temple. Of the Holy Spirit. God has not abandoned you. He is close. So close that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And why is he that close? He's that close so he can comfort you. He's that close so that he can remind you of everything that Jesus has done for you. He is that close so that he can fight your sinful nature for you. The Holy Spirit must be inside of you to remind you that in baptism, that water was so much more than just water. It was a washing in all that Christ has done for you on the cross. And the Holy Spirit wants to rewash you in that wonderful sacrifice of Jesus every single day so that you can constantly be reminded that Jesus really did die. For every single sin that you've ever committed. And in reminding you of that, the Holy Spirit gives you the greatest comfort. Before Jesus left his apostles today, before he ascended, he said one line I am with you always to the end of the age. And Jesus wasn't kidding. One thing we Lutherans emphasize so well in our liturgy and from the scriptures is who we receive in the Lord's Supper. Jesus' physical body and blood, he's here. Jesus meant it when he said he is with us always. Because Jesus could never run away from the apostles and he could never run away from you. He would never want to do that to you. No, Jesus has ascended into heaven so that he could be at every altar around the entire world today so that he can come to you. And he comes to forgive your sins with his body and blood from the cross. He comes to show you, to prove to you that you will also rise from the dead one day because he has also risen from the dead. Oh, God is not far away from you, is he? God is so close to you. Just open your eyes and see everything that the Father has made. Just open your ears and listen to what the Spirit is saying to you in the Scriptures. Just open your mouths and taste all the good things that Jesus has done for you and gives to you in the Lord's Supper. God is not far away. No, God is literally right in front of your face. Just open your eyes and see. Just open your ears and hear. Just open your mouths and taste. And see how good the Lord is to all of us. And how close he is every single day. Amen. And now may the peace of our God which surpasses our understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.